0: You're in your 50s, your peak earning years. You finally have the time and money to do the things you've always wanted to do. But have you kept up with saving for retirement? You can do that and still have the fun part of being 50 plus.
1: This is Retirement Revealed, where Jeremy Kyle and his guests guide you towards making smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions.
0: Today, we're talking about how to plan for retirement in your 50s. And I brought on someone new for today's show, Patrice Decora. You might remember my producer, Eric Johnson. He and his wife felt called to join a nonprofit ministry in their hometown. I'm thankful for Eric's contribution for the past three and a half years now, excited for their next adventure, and happy to welcome Patrice as our new producer. Patrice, thanks for helping out with the show in the background. And here you are helping us out on the air jeremy i'm here to do whatever you need me to do well uh appreciate that and you do a great job i've heard uh great things from friends of mine in the podcasting world and i've listened to uh, some of your great audio you can tell you've been at radio for some time i think just from <laughs> your voice and your demeanor oh, yeah. you, you've had oh, some yeah. experience in radio yeah quite
2: a quite a number of decades we'll stop it there
0: that's well that's fine was, well speaking of experience that's why I wanted to have you here on the show is we're talking about how to plan for retirement within your 50s. You've had the chance to plan for retirement within your 50s. How, how did that go for you?
2: To be quite honest, if I'd known then what I know now, I would have done it much differently, much of I would have paid more attention to what I should have been doing.
0: Yeah, well, that's why we're we're talking about it. And I think sometimes as you're just going through life, if you don't have a process or a guide for a new situation, uh, it's it's a little bit more difficult. And that's what we're trying to share today is uh, here are five steps. We put together five steps to go through for planning for retirement in your 50s. And really why it's so important is like we said, it is probably your peak earning years. You've probably had more money than you've ever had before. You might even have less expenses than you've had before. I'm, I'm fairly certain you're done with child care. And you might be done with your college costs, at least by the time you're 60. So you're faced with all this time, all this money. And the problem could be is that you spend more time on having the fun with the money and less time on the planning for the money. And of course we like to have fun, but at the same time, without the planning, uh, you might create some extra worries that you you don't necessarily need to need Absolutely. To
2: have. Absolutely. Now you say you have five steps. And if I had had this roadmap, I think it would have been a lot, a lot more, a lot less stressful. Let's put it that way. So why don't you start with step one?
0: Yeah, that's part of what we're trying to do is just uh, reduce the stress of retirement planning, reduce the stress of your life. And of course, uh, I just saw something, Patrice, just this last week, I've got to share this, where it's, it's said that the average American doesn't consider themselves old until they're 52. Now, whether that's true or not, I mean, it's, it's on average, it must be true. Uh, let's focus less on maybe a term like old and focus on a better term, which is opportunity because there's a lot more opportunities for saving for your retirement. Once you turn 50, you might've heard of these things called catch up contributions. When Mm -hmm. you hit 50, you've got the chance now to add extra money into your 401k, extra money into your traditional. IRA, and we'll talk about something called a health savings account (HSA) in a second. But let's just go through these uh, real quick. In 2023, if you're saving in a 401k, and hopefully you've got some great pay raises along the way, maybe you have less expenses from the kids. Hopefully they're you know paying their own way now. You might have the chance to max out your 401k, which for 2023 is twenty two thousand five hundred dollars. That's a lot of money, but if you turn fifty then it's, you get $7,500 more. If you're 50 plus and you're working and you have a 401k, you can now put $30,000 into that 401k. That's just an extra amount, extra ability to be able to save for retirement during your, your peak earning years.
2: And if your employer matches, do they match that extra catch up or not?
0: Yeah, so that's uh, it's it's plan dependent. So I'll tell you that it's plan dependent. But typically, when it comes to uh, I'm putting in a certain percentage of my income, the employer's coming in and matching a certain percentage of your income. I've got a a bit of a feeling if you're putting in twenty two thousand or thirty thousand uh, dollars, you might be putting in a higher percentage than where the employer is actually matching. So I I would take the best guess that you're eligible to get matching on it. Uh, chances are though you're maybe maxing it out to the point where you've already gotten the most. But mm-hmm. look into that because every 401k that the, these dollar amount contribution limits, those are government created. This is applying to everybody, but each 401k has something called a summary plan description. We encourage everyone to look at that so that they know exactly how their own personal 401k plan works. Cause that works different from company to company. That's I, I, I like that question. That's something to look into. And just make sure if you're owed that matching, you're getting that matching amount. Definitely. Now the IRAs, uh, it's a higher amount this year in 2023, where it used to be six thousand you could put in. Now it's sixty five hundred. But once you hit fifty, it's an extra thousand. So that's seventy five hundred that you could put in towards your IRA. Now, if we're talking a married couple here, and you're both working, and you're both fifty plus, and you both have that 401k, there's a chance. You wow. can put $75,000 towards your retirement, right? 30000 each of you for your 401k, 7500 each of you for your IRA, whether that's traditional or Roth. And of course, there's all kinds of limits and things along those lines. But there's an opportunity for a married couple to put $75,000 toward tax advantage investments. That's a great part of turning 50 is you have this extra ability to put, put extra money in.
2: That is a, a substantial amount that is extra too. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's a big, big help for the good savers or the people that are catching up. Uh, a lot of times in your 50s, you're kind of catching up on the savings that you wish you had done when you were younger. Now I teased and talked about that HSA health savings account. Here's what's interesting is uh, I wish they made it easier with <laughs> everything being consistent, but the government doesn't like to to do that. Uh, it's 55 plus. So you've got to be 55 plus to put in that catch up contribution for your HSA and it's only a thousand dollars. So it's kind of, kind of like the IRA amount, except it's 55 plus, as opposed to 50 plus, so look into that HSA, because you might be newly able to put in extra money into that health savings account. And we talk about that one, the health savings account is the best tax situation account you can find because you get a tax deduction on the way in. As the money grows, there's no taxes while it's growing. And when you take it out for the eligible health, you know, costs that they're that they count for, it's tax free that way. There's no other account that's kind of triple tax free if you look at that way. So that that actually might be the first place to to look is if you're 55 plus, see what you can do to max out that HSA.
2: Awesome, that is so awesome. Now, all right, what about lifestyle creep? I've heard this phrase. What What do you mean?
0: Well, it. You think think about it. After that first step is making sure you take care of your savings. The second part is really looking at your spending. Your choices on how you save, how you spend in your fifties are going to determine basically the rest of your uh, life investments of how your retirement might might look. And just just think about it. You've worked hard. You've raised your kids. You, you're at the top of your job. You probably think you deserve that vacation, that car, that fancy dinner, uh, that home. Remodel. I'm not right. saying that you darn right don't. You do. yeah. Darn right. yeah. Right? Uh, but at the same time, two things happen. If you're spending the money, if you're spending the money, you're not saving it. And you're just getting used to spending the money. Uh, I've heard people uh, that are 60 years old, and they say, well, I just buy a new car, so I don't have to plan for that in my retirement. Wait a second. You're not going to get one new car, one used car even, for the next 25 years? That's not... Think- the case unless you want those qq plates right yeah it's just it's it's how's this gonna work out so if you are kind of increasing the level of vacation the level of car the level of dinners over and over again you hit retirement you're kind of used to that higher spending amount it feels like a loss if you if you're dialing it back and so it's it's good to take vacations it's good to have some fun but at the same time if you ramp it up too quickly right? If things just uh, ramp up too quickly for your spending, you get used to it. You've got this double-edged sword where you're not saving enough. You're getting used to the extra spending. That's the thing called lifestyle creep. You've got to make sure to be aware of that. And that's why we talked about the savings first. A lot of times when we're doing retirement planning, we talk about the spending first. I wanted to talk about the savings first, because if you save in that 401k at work, if you save through those HSAs, where a lot of times you can take it right out of your paycheck, if the money doesn't hit your bank account, you probably can't or don't spend it. And so one way to avoid the lifestyle creep is to just make sure that you're saving as much as you can and you're eligible and all these different places that you can save.
2: If you don't see the money, you won't miss it.
0: It's Jeremy Kyle here, and I know you're listening to the Retirement Reveal Podcast because you want to learn more about making great retirement decisions. I've created a free video course for you to do just that. Head over to 5stepretirementplan.com and sign up to receive this video training right in your email inbox. We broke down our five-step retirement plan into bite-sized videos so you can get started on the retirement investment and tax planning you need to create a consistent retirement income. Go to 5stepretirementplan.com, use the number or spell it out. You'll get there either way, 5stepretirementplan.com. Thanks for listening and now for the rest of the show. That's exactly it. And uh, sometimes people are worried about missing out on things. That's why they're going through and, and having the fun in their 50s. And, and that's, that's good. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it's interesting. I, I spend a lot of time thinking about, talking about longevity. And there's a lot of studies that show that you will spend more time in retirement than you expect, where you oftentimes retire earlier than you expect. And you oftentimes live longer than you thought you would live uh, during your retirement. Mm -hmm. And retirement's supposed to be fun. You can spend your 50s dreaming about your retirement. What type of retirement do you wanna have? But while you're dreaming about that fun retirement, I'd like you to do some research, some research on how can we make this retirement dream work. And especially if you often retire earlier than you expect, don't think of a retirement age as in, I'm retiring at 65 on the dot in your 50s, you're still 5, 10, 15, 20 years away from retirement. Think of an age range of when you would like to retire so that you kind of have a, a zone, a target on there. Be prepared for what age range you might want to retire as opposed to one specific date. And there's a lot of kind of danger when to talk about that uh, throughout today. There's some danger in a way to say, okay, this is our one specific date uh, as in if that's the end all be all, because there's a lot of, I guess, misconceptions or things that you can do that harm yourself when you're thinking that uh, there's one date that kind of changes everything. So that's that's part of your research and dreaming. I'd say part of your dream is thinking about not a specific date, but an age range. Part of your research ought to be, well, what does your social security look like? Right, You're coming up on yes. your social security yes. age in five years, 10 years. Uh, go through, it's ssa.gov and model out how your social security changes based on when you retire and how long uh, you're, you're working, right? If you are working at the age, uh, if you're 50 and you're working till you're 60, you're definitely not turning on your social security at that point in time. So how long you're working and when you turn on your social security are two different things. So model out and you can, there's sliders, you go to ssa.gov, you, you log in and there's these sliders you can kind of move around, right? You can plug in, what if I make 50,000? What if I make 100,000? Really model out how does your social security look? Because you might be somebody that already has 25 or 30, almost 35 years by the time you're in your late 50s of good working years. And your social security is based on the top 35 mm-hmm. years of your earnings. So your extra working might not affect your social security all that much. Meanwhile, you might be like my, my wife. So Robin, my wife, uh, she took 11 years off to watch our kids while they're growing up. Well, now she's back in the workforce. And by the time we get to be 60, she's probably not gonna have 35 years worth of really high earning years. She might only have 20 years and 15 zeros. If she's got 15 zeros in her high earning in, in this calculation, Every extra year of working will be an extra bit of help, a bigger help uh, percentage-wise to her social security than me, for example, where I'll have the 35 full years of of earnings uh, inside of there. So go ahead and model how does working or not working actually help my social security? And that might give you an encouragement to retire early because you've kind of put in your time or it might (laughs) give you the encouragement you need to keep on working because, oh my goodness, uh, this is a big help. Uh, to you so now you've got your age range you've got kind of your social security income ranges of how things would would work really you've got to kind of put those together uh put those together and say well what if i retire at 60 what if i retire at 65 right whatever your age range is and what's the income i can get and i'll tell you right now if you retire earlier it'll be a lower income if you retire later it'll be a higher income i think that's something we can all uh, just understand without even looking at the numbers. But what's that difference? That might be such a large difference that you say, boy, I wanted that age range. I wanted to retire earlier. I just can't. I need to keep on working. It might be an encouragement to keep on working. Or you might look at those differences and maybe you've got big social securities, big pensions. There's still people retiring uh, with pensions where your working might only give you a couple hundred bucks a month. And you say, why am I going to work for five more years if it only gives me a few hundred dollars extra per month in income. So looking at that age range, figuring out how your social security and working uh, really come into play. And then what's that income level? Because if it's a big difference, you might wanna keep working. If it's a small difference, maybe you do want to retire early and maybe you can retire early. But if you didn't do that research, if you didn't look for that ahead of time, you, you just wouldn't have that knowledge. You wouldn't be able to make the decisions that you want to make as you're approaching retirement.
2: And research, that is your point number three. We've had the catch-up contributions, point number one. Point number two, avoid lifestyle creep. And three, research, research retirement.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. And part of this research, I'll share this uh, with you and I mentioned it earlier. If you ask a 58-year-old, when are you going to retire? They'll probably tell you about 65. Now go ahead and ask a 65-year-old, when did you retire? They'll probably tell you 62 or 63. People retire right now in America, people are retiring a couple years earlier. And it's been like this for years. People retire earlier on average than they expected. So you ought to be prepared for that situation. You ought to be prepared for retirement several years ahead of time. I mentioned about that one specific date. A lot of times people think I'm retiring exactly at 65 or 62 whatever that age is and it's almost as if they don't want to plan or don't think they have to plan until they hit that age well you Mm -hmm. ought to be ready for retirement a few years before you plan for it because on average that's likely to happen and there's a few different reasons if you kind of asked america why do people retire earlier they would probably say well you know a health change and they're right except it's a health change for their parents when you're 60 your parents are probably 85 or so. And that's the prime time where you might be thinking, I need to dial down my work or retire to take care of mom or dad. Uh, Or you hit 60 or 62 or so, and there's a recession or there's a reduction uh, at work and you've lost your job. And it might be a combination of, I don't feel like looking for another job, might be a combination of, hey, I'm 60 and not as many people are willing to hire me, despite how wrong and illegal it is, Right, that seems to be uh, the reality. From what I hear, is that uh, there seems to be less job opportunities uh, when you hit that that age, uh, or you just say, "Well, I was out of work for a few months, and I kind of liked it." Right, a job loss and your parents' health are the things that often get you to retire earlier. So that's part of the re- research is knowing not just what my plans are in a perfect world, but kind of what's re- reality, what often happens for for other people, and let's be prepared because that just might happen to me. Right. Right.
2: Right. How about point number four?
0: Yeah, this is a a interesting one because a lot of times when you're planning for retirement, you are thinking of, how do I get my investments ready? And we'll get there. I'll give you a preview, that's number five. Uh, (laughs) But oftentimes, everyone thinks, you might be thinking, the first thing I need to do to get ready for retirement is get my investments ready. Well, we've already gone through without really talking about investments. It's about your savings. It's about your spending. It's about getting ready for retirement. And when you get to the fourth step, it's get your insurances ready for that last decade of your career. And Mm -hmm. insurance is important in the beginning part of your career. You might have a new house, a new spouse, uh, new kids, right? You ought to be having things like term insurance, disability insurance, and you get to a certain point where you feel like, oh, my house is paid for. My kids are out of the house. I don't need these insurances anymore. Well, insurance is there to protect someone who's gonna be missing out on your income if you're not there. And you might still have a someone. Uh, That someone might be you, right? The older we get, the more likely we are to become disabled. And if you're 55 and you're at your peak earning years and you're planning to retire for the next uh, maybe 10 years from now, you might not have all the money that you need for the rest of your life saved up you might need to protect yourself by still having disability insurance when you're 50 and 55 and 60. I'm not saying you have to have it. I think you ought to consider it It as just because uh, I've maybe had some expenses go away doesn't mean I don't need that particular insurance. And the same thing with life insurance, Uh, just because your mortgage is paid for, just because the kids are out of the house doesn't mean you have a spouse that doesn't rely on you. right? Especially if there's a high, difference in income, right? There might be a high difference of an income and your spouse's retirement is really based on you maxing out your 30,000 a year in the 401k. If you're not gonna retire for 10 more years and you die, that's 300 grand that they're not gonna get the opportunity to have you work and save. You might still need some life insurance at that point in time. And there's another insurance that's kind of new. It's not new in general, but it's kind of new to your life stage, right? When you're 35 and 45, you're probably not thinking of long-term care insurance, but you get to be 55, you're probably thinking about long-term care insurance. And we've got some episodes, we'll put those in the show notes uh, that talk about long-term care insurance specifically. That's something that's maybe a new bill, uh, maybe a new insurance that you wanna go and get, uh, but definitely look into it. This is the time to really get ready for The last decade of your career
2: and with people living longer and longer that long-term care insurance is becoming more and more important in a lot of
0: cases that's exactly it there's reasons called long-term care and when people live longer uh, they're more likely to need that care because they've lived longer and they're more likely to need it for a longer amount of time so definitely look into the long-term care uh, insurance Uh, there's someone named dave ramsey that a lot of people have heard of and he said uh, a lot of people tell me hey, Dave Ramsey said I should buy long-term care insurance at the age of 60. So, well, actually, let's look at the book. I've got the book in my office. Uh, The actual quote is, as you reach age 60, as you get to age 60, you should look into buying long-term care insurance. And he wrote that in 1998. It's been 25 years since he wrote that. uh, And the two pieces of it is it's as you approach age 60. And if you're in your 50s, You're approaching approaching. age 60 (laughs) go ahead and start looking into it now and just economically the long-term care insurance world has changed a lot in the 25 years and the sooner you look at it the sooner you get it if you're going to be getting it the better off you'll be so definitely don't wait till you're 60 to look into long-term care follow dave's advice of as you approach 60 go ahead and look into that long-term care insurance All
2: right, now you promised us you would talk about investments.
0: The most fun part of savings, right, is let's go make a lot of money with investments. That's what people want to do. And that's maybe the issue is as you're approaching 60, as you're approaching retirement, a lot of times people have that date in mind or that belief in mind of I'm just going to be growing my money until a certain date and then everything's going to switch on that date to where it becomes income, not growth. We think you should begin to adjust your investments for retirement in your 50s. Uh, I met a lot of people in the summer of 2020, right? Remember what happened a few months earlier. But in summer of 2020, a lot of people I met were coming to us because they thought, I'm gonna retire in a year or two, and I'm just gonna keep on growing my money until that date, and then I'll just switch it to income. Well, guess what happened in March of 2020? The stock market dropped by 30% and they freaked out. They pulled their money out, they went to cash. And when the market went up 20% in three days, they were in cash. They lost money because they made an emotional decision because they had a plan that didn't quite match with reality. And the reality is you might retire a few years before you plan to. The reality is there might be some shock to the stock market where the market drops a couple of years before you hit retirement. Uh, that's why we like to call it, it's a term called a glide path. You know, as it's, it's, you kind of smoothly are sailing towards retirement, it's not a matter of everything's one way and then you hit that uh, specific date and then it's a different way. That's just not how it works in reality. There's another term called the retirement danger zone, or I've seen it called the retirement risk zone my favorite is prudential is a insurance company they even trademarked this it's called the retirement red zone they trademarked that they trademark it go to their website you'll see a (laughs) tm after the the three words retirement red zone And, and good for them and i think it's a great analogy most people have seen nfl football most people have seen that there's a this thing called the red zone and if you're on defense you're in trouble if the other team is in the red zone because they're getting closer to the end zone. And it's not a guarantee that they're gonna score, but there's a big likelihood (laughs) and uh, it's a bigger problem, right? If they score in the the, the red zone because they're closer to that touchdown, they're closer to the point where they're hurting you more. And that's what happens as you're approaching your retirement. They call that retirement red zone because as you're getting closer to that retirement date, uh, the risks are greater, right? If the market drops, like these folks I'm talking about uh, just now, The market drops right before you hit retirement, that's a big problem. Uh, You're probably more emotional about your investments when the market drops right before retirement. So you need to adjust your investments as you approach retirement. It's not do one thing and then flip a light switch and it's completely something else. Uh, Maybe you are putting your new contributions into something that's safer. Maybe there is a point in time when the stock market's really high. So you're taking some of your profits, you're taking some kind of some chips off the table. Uh, You probably ought to adjust and change your investments during your 50s, but don't do that just because I said so, right? Don't change your investments until you have a plan. You've got to make sure you have a plan about when do you need the money? How much do you need? What could go wrong? Once you have that plan, that's when you can go ahead and adjust those investments. And we'll have these five steps. We talk about the five steps here. Uh, we'll have those on our website. It's retirement-reveal.com. And of course, uh, if you'd like more ideas on how to make your retirement great, go ahead right now and click that subscribe button. Uh, Patrice, thanks for coming on today. Uh, we helped we everyone have. go through these five steps, figuring out how to plan for retirement in your 50s.
2: This was fantastic. And I look forward to working with you.
0: It's going to be fun. And thanks for thanks for helping us out. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed Podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money and you will make better money decisions.
1: This was another great episode of the Retirement Revealed Podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to automatically get our latest episodes. If you liked our show and want even more, please give us a rating and a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would love to hear from you please go to retirement-revealed.com to learn more and send us your questions and feedback. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners, Thrivent, or its affiliates. The guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by Thrivent Advisor Network. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal accounting or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have with your investment planning.